Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. You gotta put some gravy on that. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Laugh Button Network, thelaughbutton.com. Today's guest is a returning guest from episode 78 of this show. He is a comedian originally from Wilmington, Delaware. You'll see him in many facets, acting in commercials appearing on talk shows and podcasts, roast battles, hanging with his cat, banging both men and women, riding his bike <laughs> everywhere he goes, playing in a band, and sometime, somehow finding the time to fit in, in a very impressive stand-up comedy career. Woo. You know, Neil, a real eclectic type. Wow. He's always a delight. It's Ian Fidance. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Hi, Ian. So how's your pandemic? Oh boy, it's been quite a roller coaster at a haunted park amusement <laughs> at a haunted house amusement park. <laughs> let me tell you, it's been uh, up and yeah. down. You, you're one of my faves. I think you're a fave everywhere, from what I see. And my wife is such a huge fan, and she's like, "Ian's doing this. Ian's doing that." You're what people. Oh you're what people used to say. He has like an infectious personality. And now you can't Aww. even say infectious anymore, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's not a bad. Thing. But they I used mean, to say really, that. That that's like so kind of you, and I have always called myself HIV because I just inject positivity <laughs> wherever I go. Oh, that's what you inject. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> did you do? Did you do any theater in high school? Because you have that personality of a guy like, hey, make Ian this role, and he'll just do it. It'll just. Oh my god! You know, it's so funny. I. I was in a band in high school, so I got to get my theatrics and my stage, you know, my 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 attention seeking came out in that way. But I secretly had wanted to do theater. I just never had the guts. And I, I went home to my mom's and I'm looking through like old tapes and everything at her house. And I found it's so embarrassing. I found a videotape for me in sixth grade at drama camp. And uh, wow. it was, yeah, it's really something. And I used to have a really bad, like, Eastern Delaware accent. <laughs> so I, in in a scene, I break my leg and I'm like yelling for help. And I'm like, can you help me? I hurt my leg bad. <laughs> no good. Oh, man. That, I'm surprised. I, you, but after drama camp, you decided, okay, it's the band life, not the, not yeah, the other life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I had, like, this idea in my head that I was going to do drama camp. There was going to be a talent scout in the crowd, and then I was going to be in, like, Home Alone 5. And then that didn't happen. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to play music now. You well, know? Why, were you, like, a trained musician? What do you, what do you play, guitar? I play guitar, yeah. I, I was self-taught very poorly, and um, I could only really play, like, chords. So I was rhythm guitarist in the band. I was in a... <laughs> classic rock cover band when i was in eighth grade and uh i actually got kicked out because i wanted to play punk rock music and then my first day of high school i joined like a punk ska band so it worked out for the best but <laughs> after we broke up i put the guitar down like an old movie star that's like after my girl died i never touched it again <laughs> <laughs> but i hear you have touched it again rumor has it my wife said you have been playing with those guys again from back in the day yeah, I mean, you know, just another reason why I'm so grateful for a global pandemic. It got my ska band back together. You know? <laughs> how do you and learn I, how to play ska? And that, that's a very specific genre, no? Yeah, it is. It's just, um, you know, like uh, instead of playing on the downbeat, you play in the upbeat. Right. And um, it's, uh, I, I don't know, it's a very, a lot of people say it's an annoying type of music, so that's why I <laughs> excel at it. Um, and, uh, 
I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm very incredibly rusty at the guitar. I, I, a part of me is like not giving myself enough credit, but another part of me is like really hard on myself. I should be a lot better, but I've been practicing and playing and recording new tracks. So it's, it's really, really fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, that's awesome. So I, when's the last time you guys were played live? Not... Uh, 2003. Oh wow. oh wow! Okay, that's, a, that's so. A was yeah, there an incident that broke back. up the band? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it, it was. Have you ever seen Spinal Tap? Yes, no, I no. love Spinal Tap. Uh, it's like Lenny's no. favorite movie. <laughs> Someone wanted to name the album "Shit Sandwich." It was a whole argument. Um, no, we. Well, yeah, there was an incident that broke up the band. We were at a crossroads where we were going to sign with the label, and they wanted us to tour, and. Me and another guy were like 18. Me, me and two other guys, me and three other guys were 18, and the rest of the band was like 21, 22. And um, so it was like, do you go to college? Do these guys start their careers, or do we like throw it all away and go on the road and see what happens? And we all chose the, the safe route right, right. and went to school and you know work and everything i think that's why i love being a comic because it's an excuse for me to like act like i'm in a band again and get on the road and <laughs> yeah. tour and everything uh, you know? now you want to do the, Wait, all that stuff the, you got to drag the other guys back was the band vote split down the middle or was it like like some people there was one guy that wanted to go on the road yeah, somebody wanted to yeah. go on the road right yeah yeah it was it was like our drummer and bassist who were like we're doing it let's go <laughs> and and initially we were all like yeah let's do this and then my mom, mom yeah like dude our, i'm telling you she and i didn't talk for the last month of high school like i had to live with my grandparents we argued all the time oh, and then finally like i you know Re relented and let her win and uh i went to school you know but it's this thing of like you're 18 and my mom didn't go to school my mom was like you have to go this is an opportunity <laughs> of a lifetime once you get that degree you'll be able to do whatever you want it's like man no. did i prove her wrong <laughs> <laughs> no she was right uh, at the end of the day not really yeah, yes she yeah. was he can't go out. he has to get that degree no nah, you don't have to get the degree because if he doesn't do stand up what do you mean if he doesn't do stand up it's i just watched the denzel washington speech he says don't have a fallback plan don't have a fallback do plan do not have a fallback yeah. You know how many people are living on the street because they had no fallback <laughs> yeah, plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah not no, Denzel. Yeah, and they're right. Yeah. I mean, it's the people, yeah. the 1% well, who makes it. Like, yeah. there's one Ian success story, and then there's 999 billion Ian stories. The funny thing is Denzel went to college. <laughs> oh, he did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Of uh, course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't have a fallback plan. Tell that to the guy that just coughed at me yelling for a cigarette on the street. Right? <laughs> you know how many people are, are living in L.A.? They all wanted to be famous, and now they have a nice tent on the corner. You know, it's just uh. ridiculous. Um, well, it's well, at least it's working out for you. And speaking of working out, uh, you you were ripped one day on somehow you got into like sick shape during this pandemic. So of course <laughs> I just my wife looked at it like, wow, look at E, and I'm like, yeah. So I write, hey, wow, you really working, you know? And, and all I get back is, you know, I compliment somebody, Neil, yeah. and all I get back is, wow, Lenny, you're pretty thirsty. <laughs> like, thanks. I didn't say that. That's you <laughs> exactly <laughs> what you wrote. That's what you wrote back. I'm like, oh my -uh. god. I was like, I would laugh. I was like, yeah, you know what? I deserved it. I deserved it. I deserved it. I complimented the guy and I got punched right in the face. That's I deserved it for that Wait, one. How'd you get in shape? What happened? Like you got real in oh shape? Oh my God. Um, He's bored. He just starts no. doing sit-ups. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Mid-pandemic, you just you just turned the corner? Midlife crisis at 32. Lenny, Lenny I'm looking at the text exchange right now. You said, is that really you on IG shredded? I said, yeah. Happy New Year, by the way. You said, thanks. You too. Damn. And then I said, you have my number. Give me a call, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there was another one that's thirsty. I don't just come up with thirsty. So let me go. I'll go back and look at my text. But go ahead. Yeah. So what did you do to get yeah, in shape? I, like, like all like, like body weight shit? Oh, I mean, I ride a bicycle. So that really helped me just, you know, I, I, look, how do you get ass like, with a bicycle? Yeah, what, that doesn't, wait, what were we doing for the ass? I, I changed my diet and I was doing like sit-ups and working out in my room, but I went through a really bad breakup and I, I rode my bike everywhere and I lost like 20 pounds. 
And so I'm like in the best shape I've ever been in. And I just got to, again, shout out to China. Thank you so much for this pandemic. (laughs) Shout out to China. It's a a new weight loss plan. (laughs) Pandemic. Well, you know what? It is kind of like people either got really fat or really thin. Like I know more people got skinny though. I went the the fat. You went the fat route? Yeah. I mean... I mean, I I was going insane. I was in a small room, yep. quarantining alone. Yep. And if I didn't work, I mean, it felt like prison. It truly felt like prison. I was in a small box. Yep. Every day I would walk around the block. That was like my time in the yard. And I had no <laughs> other choice but to just like uh, work out or, you know, go completely batshit insane. So did, I just started doing push-ups. Did you just yell at the front door that was locked? Like, yeah. let me out, you filthy screws. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and then I started, like, writing kites to my neighbors, you know? <laughs> was there a I, moment when you looked in the mirror and you're like, it's working? Like, like, it, like, you know, like is that, what does that feel like? Because I haven't had that moment before. Well, secretly, I've always been in good in in good shape i mean when i was in college and i was drinking i was fat and my everyone called me piggy but um i i uh i mean i wasn't fat i was just bloated you know but i've always been i've been i'm really fortunate i have fast metabolism and so i think i also work out and ride a bike because i'm afraid of that going right because i eat a ton so i'm i like I definitely have body issues where I always think I'm like overweight and I'm not, you know, good looking enough. So I always like am working out to try to, but you can't really tell because I dress kind of frumpy <laughs> and I kind of like that. Cause like, you can't tell I'm covered in tattoos as well. So it's like, you can't really tell. So I like, you know, when I, uh, someone sees that I'm like, shredded and have tattoos like oh this is a side of you i never saw i'm like oh i'm a book don't judge me by my cover <laughs> i was looking through your um oh how's your cat by the way you're quick on i need a quick update on the cat oh he's good i was just on the road this weekend and uh when i came back he has been such a little like vocal baby yeah. like he's just been like talking to me like I'm like man you missed me huh <laughs> and that's just so much better than having a wife and kids you know <laughs> i'm glad you, my wife couldn't hear that one <laughs> um well speaking of the road real quick i want an update you you op- are you still opening for a tell you were opening for david tell a lot yeah yeah that was um this weekend we were at Magoobies. And, um, you know, it's funny at last, this time last year, I was full of so much hope and everything seemed to be firing on all cylinders. And I had all these, uh, headlining dates for club weekends that I had. It was like my first time headlining club weekends. I was so excited and I was supposed to start like March 28th of last year. (laughs) Right. And it, it all went away and that was like a real hard pill to swallow. But fortunately I'm starting to uh pick dates back up again so i'm starting to headline uh which i'm really excited about truthfully i'm really nervous but yeah i have a bunch of dates coming up and more coming in but it's just weird because i haven't done long sets right. i i don't know what to talk about because the first time i'm in front of a huge crowd i just want to scream and be like thank you, you know? <laughs> well i mean how many people were there was it like a small percentage of people was it like 33 percent? it was it was sold out but at you know like i think like 50 percent capacity you know oh okay well that's not bad i mean and also you get back on stage you'll get your you get your little legs mm. back and then most of the places you go will not be full capacity so the pressure will be a little yeah. off and everybody's gonna be so that, happy to be out yeah and how much of how much jokes are pandemic jokes uh not that many i mean it's like i have new stuff but it's not like i i don't know i mean i'm kind of all over the place anyway with my material so it's not any like specific I have some pandemic stuff, but mostly it's just about, you know, I'm self-centered and, and I'm my favorite hobby. So it's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to you real quick. We have one minute left in this segment is about your, I was looking online at all your stuff and looking at your reel and stuff. I, I like your acting. I'm going to have to put you Ooh. in stuff. And, um, you did like this Fredo Corleone monologue, monologue uh, about that oh, scene. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. 
I don't know why oh. I enjoy it. I'm a big Godfather fan, but I liked it. And so I, I, I liked a lot of the stuff that you did. Like, um, you've played crazy roles and stuff like that. They've dressed you up and stuff. And so do you, do you have an agent? Do you audition a lot? You know, I, 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 I got signed to an agency during the pandemic, which was like wild, but <laughs> oh my God. they haven't really been that great. And I <laughs> well, they got nothing to love... send you out on. <laughs> I know. I know. You're right. Yeah. It was so funny. They, they hit me up and were like, so what are the comics saying about when this is coming back? And I'm like, shouldn't you have your finger on the pulse of all this? <laughs> yeah. That's the problem with managers and agents. I, I seem to do more work than they do. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. I get, I've gotten everything through me and like, word of mouth for so long that now when people ask me stuff, I have to include them and it makes it weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I love acting. I love it so much and I have so much fun with it and I really love improvising. Mm -hmm. So I really like, like a lot of the people I work with kind of let me improvise, which really, really helps. But I could, I definitely also love like a good script and sticking to it, but that really means a lot because I want to do more acting and I, I really, really, really enjoy it. Well, I'm going to predict right now, and this is one of my big predictions. Uh oh, here we I'm go. I'm going to predict right now. I think that's going to happen for Ian Fidance okay. in the next couple of years. You'll okay. see him. He's going to oh let Oh my God. Get thank you. There you go. Fingers crossed, man. I'm F- trying. I fingers really, crossed. really love it. So I, th- I got, I'm a big fan, and you'll see. I think it's going to happen. All right, let's move on. My man. Next one. Um, I want to talk about your. I had no idea about this either until I saw your act a couple of times, and I was like, did he just say i mean i don't watch i don't stick my head and watch a lot i always see the let people right before you bring me up or whatever i'll watch a minute or if i see you doing a set maybe i'll passing in passing i'll watch a minute but i don't see a lot of this stuff and then of course you're on all these shows and my wife fills me in did you know i had no idea that you're sort of in and on the lgbt scale which our second segment is you're uh you're somewhere on that yeah. yeah. How I'm, do you? Um, is it bisexual? I don't want to screw it up. I I I guess you could say I'm the B. You're the I B. I more lean towards the S of it, but you know I am I am a little bit of a B. I guess I, I'm what's, just a guy that uh, you know, it's all S? out there. It's all out there. It's all slip and slide of fun. So put on your suit and hop <laughs> on. You know. I'm sorry. Is that from a song or did you make that up? The S is no, slip I, and slide. No, I just made that up. Right. <laughs> I didn't know what the improv. Improv. I like baby. it. I like it. See, I had no idea. I like that. Was good. Slick. S is for slick. Um, so whatever you're in, like I was writing this, like whatever you're in the mood for, like a buffet. <laughs> yeah, it's usually a buffet but i'm in the mood for to, uh, uh yeah to to what i like yeah marlboro lights um and uh <laughs> sorry i um you're or- I'm getting a pack of cigarettes <laughs> thanks uh, this is exactly what i'm talking about neil thanks. this, guy this just- is the best podcast we've ever done yeah I like he's it. on the road it really is i'm so grateful <laughs> that it's on the phone i'm in my neighborhood right now i love that you're and ordering I, and cigarettes. i had to do a little bit of buffer because i was in line uh getting cigarettes i didn't want to really be like well on tuesdays that's my dick day and, uh, <laughs> wait how much does a pack of cigarettes cost nowadays well, I go to a spot that gives them to me for nine bucks a pack. Oh shit! Uh, but That's they're cheap. like sixteen in the city. How do you sixteen? Wow. Sixteen. I mean, how does how do you equate like? First... I get my carton. I usually get my cartons from Delaware, and they're six bucks a pack there. And you're so packing. I... Wait, are you packing the cigarettes? Take us through. Yeah, this. he's packing this the cigarettes. So now. He's doing that. Yeah. What like... does that do? That just that sorts out the. I tobacco? never understand that. Pounds of tobacco, so it's more of a fuller smoke. Instead of having loose tobacco. Okay. Are we having a sexual um, conversation or are we having a, <laughs> a cigarette conversation? We're smoking a cigarette sorry, with them. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, we're enjoying this. We don't smoke, so this is perfect. We got to wait till you're done talking to have that cigarette. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm out on the street. And I mean, cigarettes are really analogous because it, it all goes to my oral fixation. So there you go. Perfect. Uh, it all works out. No, but I, I like it, this is what's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're living in a time right now where everyone wants to be free and expressive yet you need to be in a box and if you're not you're condemned right and i very much believe in i i don't really believe in free love i believe in like tradition like i really love that you're married and you have a kid and i would love that but i don't think that's for me mm-hmm. but i think it grounds people and when you're living this like hugely secular life you're gonna fall into like all these different categories and i don't think 
that uh, I, I don't really, I mean, I am, I guess, by definition, the B, but I don't really identify with it because mostly I'm straight. I date women. I love women. But, you know, it's like being on a diet. You want a cheat day every every once in a while. <laughs> and, uh, you know, mine just turns out to be, uh, you know, muscular dancers, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Who's the bigger pain in the ass at the end of the day, men or women? Well, it all depends on what you're doing in bed. <laughs> uh, well, I would definitely say women. I haven't really dated men. Men, you can really just order them to your apartment like a seamless app. And it's like, what am I in the mood for Thai or Jamaican? Ah, um, there you go. Nice. And uh, I think I, I you know, I, I gravitate more towards women, but... You know, I will be with a guy once in a blue moon, but has I it's so it's so weird because you talk to straight people and they're like, Oh, that makes you gay. And then you talk to gay people and they're like, Yeah, you're gay and you just don't know it. And I'm like, Well, that you're putting me in this category that I not, am not, you know? It's possible, yeah. I mean, has it has this helped your career in any way and hurt your career? Because Neil and I both we have like, you know, some show business stuff, like sometimes you could say I don't know. Like you could, you could get ahead. I I would think if you're more. Well, I've been I've been told you really need to lean into this. Yeah, you, you really go. need to make this more of a thing. Yeah, and that doesn't feel genuine to me. Mm -hmm. Like I would feel like a phony by being like, "This is all I am." You know, like <laughs> I, I I have one. They're they're an acquaintance, I guess, but they flat out told me like. They were like, I'm riding this queer thing until the wheels fall off. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. That's a little much of a, uh, I'm in, I'm an expression. In that, I'm in that category. <laughs> I, That's yeah, a good but, premise for a joke, by the yeah, way. Yeah. I'm riding this until the mean, wheels come I, I feel, I feel weird. Uh, I, I mean, I feel weird to begin with. I'm kind of looked at like a sexual Swiss army knife, kind of like a freak, I guess. And I don't know if I feel comfortable like exploiting that but it is something i talk about because it's part of my life but i'm very much more than that but i've really been told a lot and then when i'm told what to do i push back on it but it, you know i'm told like you you need to lean into this you need to make it a thing and i'm like i, I don't know if that's like genuinely who i am you know so what? i guess it's going to take me longer but maybe i got to be okay with that instead of just being like well this is what the only thing I'm going to talk about, but wait, know? wait, but I've seen you time. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say at the same time, when I do talk about it, I get a lot of feedback from like a lot of guys that are like, man, I'm the same way. And I felt so weird. I felt like I never fit in. So, it, you know, it's a double edged sword. Do, do you, um, when you say stuff on stage, do you get blowback or are people more interested? Well, it's funny when I'm on the road, I don't bring it up right away uh. and everyone likes me. And then when I bring it up, I get, I, when I bring it up, I get pushback and I'm like, well, that's an interesting thing. It's mm. like, you know, you liked me until you found out this part of me. Is it because I'm talking about it abrasively or is it because it makes something in you uncomfortable? Cause statistically, if you get a room full of guys, they're not all hundred percent straight. Well, can you say that it's, yeah, yeah, I use that and I say it and that kind of eases the tension, right. you know, but I mean, it, it really is like, well, I don't know, I, I feel like a lot of people think like if you've had a gay thought or you look at a gay thing or you've, you know, fooled around with a guy when you were younger, you're that for the rest of your life and I don't fully believe that. Well, I think that on stage, if you, yeah, I wouldn't open with that, but if you, if mm -hmm. once you get them and they're liking you and you know it and then you take this little turn and then you... I would turn it, I would love to turn it against the audience with like the guy who yelled out, you know, what, like uh, that angle, like, you know what they say, you know, if you have a room of men, blah, 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 one of them's going to be, and it's usually the one that yells out shit. You know what I mean? Like, or it's right, usually the yeah. one that's giving me the weird look, you, sir. You know, like, I think you well, could use it to your advantage. I say a line that's like, you know, the quieter you are during this, the more questionable your internet history is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No, I think though that, yeah. Are you? No, go ahead. I just think it's kind of crazy that like, cause you, when you're in New York and LA, you just don't even realize it's yeah. a thing. And then 
the minute you go on the road. That's still you can go I twenty still, miles I'll, north. I'll it's still crazy you. to me that it's on the I'll road that's you. like that, but it is because I grew up in Texas yeah. and it's definitely there. Yep. I'll tell you, I get pushback even in the city because also I'm very much not that stereotypical category. You know, I'm very much not what you would when you hear that I'm bisexual, like I know I have my stereotypes of what that is. And I'm not like, you know, I mean, I prance around the stage, but not in a way that you'd be like, this guy is that. You no, know? I would never. I and, had never uh, idea. This this woman at a show a couple weeks ago, I like lost my mind because she was first of all, her and her friend were talking and they were like poor audience members to begin with. Right. But she was in the front row and she's arms crossed, like judging everything. And I like I. <laughs> I just a throwaway thing. I was like, ba da ba ba ba, I'm fucking gay. And then, um, <laughs> and then I like talked about dating women, and she scowled. And I was like, is everything? Are you okay? Is everything all right with you? And she goes, Yeah, I'm just a bit confused. You said you were gay, but you date women, and I'm just not really sure what this means and i was like well i'm bisexual is that all right with you and she immediately goes yes of course why why wouldn't that be okay with me (laughs) well you clarified it yeah (laughs) yeah and then and then i got pissed and i go oh are you two lesbians and she was like no why and i was like you're really giving off that vibe (laughs) yeah i think judgment a lot of anger but i think that helps i mean you have all that tool bag so to speak um but yeah you have that, you have that tool bag that you can pull yeah. that out and and see that in the audience member and again call them on it and it's so funny how defensive they got which is the world now you know you're afraid to be yeah, you don't want to be canceled in the so front row weird. Yeah. i know it's just so weird man and it's like you know if if my opinion doesn't fall in line with everything that the lgbtq believes then it's like they don't want me to be a part of it but then if I'm like, yeah, I'm straight, but I do fool around with guys. The straight community is like, well, you know, you're not really straight then. And it's like, well, I'm not like 100%, but I score like a B plus average. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, honestly, man, it's a weird place to be in. It's I felt like really strange my whole life about it. But talking about it on stage and getting that feedback from people that are like, you're not alone in this. Thank you for mentioning it. It has helped me out a bit, you know, but mm. it's just weird. You know, I, I kind of yeah. like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very strange. It makes dating very. Yeah. Let me well, ask you that. Uh, dating wise, are you a relationship flight risk? Like the, like, I don't want, nobody wants the story. No guy wants the story that his wife left him for another woman. So I'm sure that women don't want the story. Right. Like, Oh, I was going out with Ian and then he left me for Bruce. They don't need that. No, well, that that's a thing of like. Also, you know, and, and look, like I'm I'm pretty honest about myself. I, I am bipolar, and a, a part of that is acting out in like um, sexually dangerous ways. Mm. So I don't like a lot of my liaisons have been in kind of dangerous situations. Even just giving a stranger your address and being like, "Come over," is a level of danger. You know? Yeah, of course. And so. It, it kind of correlates when I'm in like a really low place. I want to act out because that's immediate gratification, you know? Yeah. So I mean, I've look noticed... at, looking for Mr. Goodbard did not end well. If you know that yeah, movie. Wait, what? No. What is that reference? Oh, that's a Richard that put Richard Gere on the map. It was a movie called looking for Mr. Goodbar. I haven't oh, seen really? Yeah. What? It's like Diane Keaton. It's a famous, famous movie. You should go watch oh, I it. I know the name. Yeah. Why? She what was, is, she had, you know, she, she was like sexually adventurous and eventually she invited a guy over and then he killed her or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's scary, but I notice I kind of gravitate towards that when I'm in like a really, really low place and I'm like, huh? Cause normally I, I, I mean, I always date women. I love women. I find very much companionship in women and I've never been attracted to like a friend of mine or like a buddy you know what i mean it's always been like kind of like a um almost like a dark element to it so it's like you know as long as i'm honest with myself and i'm in a good place i there's no like yeah i think one day i'm I'm gonna want to date kenny you know it's (laughs) like uh 
you know, I, I, I don't think it's, it's a risk in relationships uh, now because I kind of understand the pattern of it, uh, you know. And I want to ask you about one last thing for this segment, which Neil has been obsessed forever with the glory hole. And we saw you tell <laughs> yeah, the story yeah. online oh, yeah. of you and a thing. And you don't understand. We and all I have. It's a long. It's a long. We don't have time for the story, but I'll make it real quick. Like Neil wrote a sketch one time about a glory hole salesman. And uh, <laughs> oh, hilarious! <laughs> and then I showed him your thing, and the my favorite part of the story is it wasn't a little tiny hole, it was sort yeah. of like a cutout. And then the guy decided yeah. he didn't want it, uh, and he he just stuck his head down through the hole and go, "No, thank you." <laughs> That's yeah, so funny. Yeah, it it's like um, you know, I. <laughs> It's like that's happened to me with homeless people before where they're like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, well, here's a sandwich. And they're like, well, no, I don't like that kind <laughs> yeah, of bread. Right. right that's right. Um, <laughs> but fascinating. Where is, tell Neil so he knows. I'm not saying he's going to go and check it out. But oh, here we go. Where Neil's going to be like, I'm, I'm researching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that you, is, Ian? That's weird. Yeah, I just yeah. went. Hey, I just. Neil? Yeah. Yeah, Neil, where do you find, other than the rambles, where would Neil find uh, glory hole. Um, is there a good one that everyone should know they're, about? They're all on. Uh, Can you give me the top Avenue ten, please? Like Eighth porno Avenue. shops. Oh, Eighth okay. Avenue. They're, they're all in the back of porno shops. Whatever porno shop you see, there's like a section in the back that you can go to, and it's just video booths ah. that you can go and like you pleasure yourself in. But at the same time, it's like if you want that option, you know. I was, hoping, I was hoping for Momoya or uh, <laughs> he wants to get Momoya. a good meal when he's done. Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah, what you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. A normal, you know, ridiculous. Momoya. All right, well, that's I. We gotta do. That's gonna be a whole topic. Next All right, next time we have. I gotta hear this. All right, so the third section we want to do today, third corner, is obsolete stationary items. And again, my wife chimed in when I said I was having you on. That I did not know this. This was. Com I was like, this is what I want to do with Ian for my third corner. Okay. Obsolete stationary items. She goes, do you know that Ian Fidance, when he, before he did comedy or while he was starting off in New York City, sold or fixed copier machines? Oh, that, wow. I was like, what? Yeah. How does he know how to do that? And she goes, he didn't. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. You were just making yeah. it up? They're, they're specialized postage uh, mail meters called it. It's a Pitney Bowes machine. And um, I was looking for work and I was getting high at my buddy's place. And I was like, I need a job. And his friend was like, well, I'm starting this company and we we uh, subcontract these jobs. And I was like, I'm in. So <laughs> I just started training and they didn't drug test, thank God. And uh, I uh, learned how to fix these specialized, uh, mail meters in every single office in Manhattan has them and nobody knows how to use them. So it was just like, uh, I, you know, it was just an uh, Johnny Appleseed of fixing printers throughout the city. It was great. <laughs> but my wife said you had no, sometimes yeah, you had no you idea do what you're doing. Oh no. I, for the first like month I had no clue and you know, I'm stubborn. So like the book of directions was like 500 pages long and I was like, ma, I'll figure it out. So it was just like a lot of trial and error and a lot of, um, Oh, hold on. I need to call about this part. And then I'd be on the helpline. Like, what do I do with this DCM? <laughs> you must've felt so good when you finally fixed one. I mean, Lenny, I felt like a god. It was, I mean, it, it's it's such a specialized yep. thing that no one knows how to do. And these multi-million dollar offices would straight up like call me. They'd be in panic and I'd walk in and it's like, you know, when um the uh, the Ghostbusters go into the hotel, and they're like, yeah. somebody call about a ghost. That's what I'd be like. And someone would come up and be like, oh, thank God you're here. Oh, we need you. And I'd be like, yes, feed me. <laughs> Wait, is it just a copying machine that you were doing or is it something? No, it's a special. A special. Uh, you no. Know, yeah, Neil, if you would listen to the first part. Yeah, of this, he, doesn't. he doesn't. It was, um, it, it's, it's so instead of going to the post office to get your postage, this machine weighs, weighs your envelopes mail. and then just. Puts a postage on it. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. yeah. Okay, okay. I you get see, it. I just yeah. didn't understand. Every office in is America it like, had is one. Is that of part of the copy machine? But no, it's a separate It's a separate machine. Thing. Okay. I've never seen one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, well it, there, there was this company, you know, picked up the contracts, and then now Pitney Bowes 
just does it themselves. They don't have, they don't sub it out anymore. So, <laughs> you know, if this sounded interesting to you, then I'm sorry, Neil, you're just going to have to stick to glory. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a fallback plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wait a second. <laughs> I don't even, see, like he said, they don't need, some of this stuff is just going away. And that's why this third corner well, of obsolete stationary items comes to play. You know, like you don't I see mean, the, go ahead, Ian, sorry. Well, no, you're totally right. It's it's like obsolete. No one knows how to work them. And you want to talk about being in shape. I was riding my bike to these jobs. I'd get paid by jobs. So I was just, my route was like 116th Street down to, you know, the water, down to Wall Street. So I was just all day, every day riding around, you know, my bike. I was, I was clocking like 100 miles a week on my bike. Jeez. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. And then at night I was going out and doing open mics and it was, it was, I don't know how I did it. It was crazy. Yeah. That's that's how you do it when you're young. Um, we'll see. Wait, wait, wait. You cut into the obsolete because I love the old buildings when they have the little mail chute that looks like it goes all the way down. Mail? You know, it's by the elevators. Oh yeah. You know, the mail chute in my building right here. Oh, you have one? It still works. Oh, you, and people use it. Yeah. But the doorman, you know what the doorman was (laughs) telling me? She's like, you know, you just put it on your floor in the slot. It comes down right into the mail and the mailman takes it. And there are people in this building who will put it in the elevator and the elevator opens and the doorman gets it. They won't put it in the chute. I didn't even they know. They don't trust I've never seen it. that you have, shoot. So you yeah, have yeah, a yeah. shoot. Okay. They have a shoot. Um, yeah, those things are, that's that's the way mail went around an office back in the day. But like I was looking yeah. at, I saw a guy with one of those calculators, you know, that you hit with the roll, like the, yeah, yeah. the other day. I'm like, who still uses that? Who still, you write it on the computer. In oh, front like, of well, you want to, you want to talk about obsolete, go to a mail room. Oh my God. Oh yeah. It's like Abercrombie and Fitch. They put the attractive <laughs> people up front in the back is all the slimers and hoses. I mean, I experienced that was, myself. Yeah, so you right. couldn't you couldn't make eye contact with anyone. All these cross-eyed, lazy-eyed hunchback people are in the mailroom. Like, we need to pay our ring here. I'm like, all right, Lurch, take it easy. I know when I when I got my temp job at Chanel. Yeah. I remember I got a temp job and then Dana placed me. She's like, go yep. to Chanel. And I got placed in the mailroom at first. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. But then they had a, Chanel had a thing where they would take the like slower people from a house and then bring them in. <laughs> so they're starting to mail. <laughs> and then that's what I, that's what I started thinking. Am, am, is, am I slow? Because like, <laughs> I got placed in it. You know what I mean? Like, wait a second. Wait a oh, second. Everybody worked in a mailroom. My, from one of my summer jobs, I worked in my mom's mailroom yeah. and for this huge like actuarial firm <laughs> and i'm talking like they loved me because i was the quickest guy yeah that's how i was, I was let like me go look king, for this book i was somewhere. like the king of the mailroom day one because yeah. i could actually like oh, it, was, it was amazing oh how... i love it and <laughs> and my favorite thing would be you know because that's where all the gossip sits yeah yeah and yep. and they're all just chatty cathy's and i do my job and i'd be listening and at the end, I'd get them to sign the paperwork, and they'd be like, and by the way, Megan, you deserve better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Like, the, all these mail – I worked uh, in yeah. the mailroom with all these old dudes. They were, like, waiting for their wives to retire. They had already retired. They were, like, businessmen who retired. And all they would do is sit in the back and play the ponies. So they taught me how to play the – look at the <laughs> pony sheet and how the pony – I was like, that's the only sport I don't know. So they were teaching me, you know, this guy's getting a good mutter, this jockey, you got to go by the jockey. And they were just waiting for the 2 o'clock, you know, OTB to go off. It was crazy. I think we got a show, and the I, mail room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now I'm, like, looking on my desk, like, I have a pencil sharpener. I never use – who uses pencils? No. Do you use a pencil? Yeah, when was the last time you absolutely. wrote a pencil? When do you use a pencil? No, I never. I mean, or a I, pen even. No, none of them. I can't even sign my name anymore. No, People I ask for an autograph. No, I don't even know cursive. Any. I, I, when's the last time you wrote cursive? Oh my god, I can't write my name anymore. And I used to write it all day long. No, it, it sucks. I know. I I write in a notebook and my hand gets tired and I'm like, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. But Push. I retain. I retain information more when I write it, and so when I'm like learning lines, I write the lines out. And that helps me more than just like type. I can oh. definitely free flow stream of consciousness better on a computer, but there's just something old school I love about oh. you know, writing on a notepad. If I have to write something, period, all my jokes, all anything, I write it on. The, I have huge legal pads. I'm writing them all down. Yep. But then that's the. Yep. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot how to write. You know, what I mean? that's why I write them all out. And then I transfer it to the computer. But no, no, no. There's a ton of stuff on my desk. Push pins. Remember when I was a kid, I had yeah, push pins on, on a thing on the wall. Everything was a push pin. My mom had push pin. Gone. 
All gone. Rulers. When was the last time you actually took out a, a ruler? Never. I mean, I don't even know what I don't even know what it is. <laughs> like a tape like measure. A, <laughs> I use a tape measure for everything. That I use. I still use. That I still use a tape measure. Yeah, sometimes, but not much. Oh, I have to measure everything in here. I mean, the one thing that I remember really focusing on when I was like trying to find the perfect mm -hmm. lead pencil, and you have to replace yeah. the lead. Yeah. You have to buy the. That lead. was cool. Everybody had a cool you one click of those. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a big deal to have one of those. Yeah, and you realize that was a piece of shit even yeah, back in its heyday. Breaks like every every second. two seconds. <laughs> you just need a pencil sharpener. Uh, forget it. Trapper keeper. Did you have a trapper keeper? I don't even know what that is. A trapper keeper no, is one of those that? big foldy things. You put the folder. Every kid had one of these. Like a lunch. It was like a type fold. Thing? No, it was folders for your papers, oh, like for yeah, your homework. Yeah. No, I used to always buy. Like you said, you'd write all your jokes. You'd write all your bits. No, that wasn't for my bits. That's when I was in school. You nut. A trap like, trapper I don't, keeper. I don't know what it's that a is. big fold. Ian, have you ever heard of a trapper keeper? Of course, I was <laughs> in grade school. Yeah, Neil, of course, apparently went to grade school and didn't go to grade school. I have no idea what that is. What? It's I like mean, a... I'm assuming it's a folder with shit in it. Or something. Yeah, I mean, got it. Yeah, fo <laughs> I mean, Neil, they still how sell them, Neil. How out of touch are you? How what? How out of touch are you? You don't know what a trap. <laughs> well, he. To is? be fair, he went to middle school in Japan, so he might. They may not oh. have him in Japan. Yeah, I we caught it. Say, if you don't know what a trapper keeper is, sit down when we explain TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one he knows. He's on TikTok. I'm trying to wean off my TikTok addiction that developed oh, over the wow. last. What's it? He did. You know, everybody was doing that dreams thing when they were coming down yeah, the block yeah, yeah. on the the skateboard. Neil did one. Neil did that. Really? Yes. Yeah. You should go try and find it. My As security guard Neil. My TikTok addiction got so out of control, I almost did my own dance video. And then I realized <laughs> I was so close. I had practiced it, and I'm like, what What has happened to me? Like, how <laughs> that was it? You oh woke yourself God. up? I was a second away from doing a fucking dance video. Labels? No. I don't use labels. I used to use no. labels on everything. Nothing. CDs, DVDs, gone. Right, used to burn that. I had stacks of these to burn them for people, and blah. blah and I nothing. think for five years I had a goal. I went out and bought a labeler that I was going to label everything yeah, in my apartment. Yeah, and I was so I never did it, but I it was it was for five years I was going to be like you know like pasta, brother pizza, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. jokes. Uh, yeah. but I never labeled. Oh, I love used to love labeling. No, nope, you don't label anything anymore. Uh, at least tape. Tape is the only thing that's made it through. The war. Like scotch tape? Scotch or, tape, yeah. packing tape. My wife, because of all the Amazon boxes, she leads the league in packing tape. I have to go buy tons and tons of packing tape. All right, tape. tape made it through. Yep. Nobody nobody uses labels anymore except on ourselves. We'll be right back in. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Boxes. <laughs> boxes people use. I seem to st keep mailing a ton of shit no matter what I do. But does it count? You're but you know what? all this stuff's illegal, but... It's on not my, illegal. I mean, you're, it's gone, but on my computer, does it count if it's on my computer? Because I got folders on my computer. I got post-its on my well, computer. Well, that's the point. It's been transferred digitally. Well, do you guys still write letters? Very rarely. Yeah. But if I write it, I write it on the computer, and I just print it, and then wow. I sign my stupid I do, name. I do handwritten letters, stamps. I do postcards. That is so sweet. I, uh, look at this guy. I Seriously? look like a 70s cab driver. Oh, I live shit. my life like I'm in... You know, Midnight Cowboy. I'm a real relic. Wait, you know? what would you write a letter for? Like, dear, like just to like say a, hi? Like a like a love letter. Yeah, oh, like, like a, a love a, letter. In really? his case, a dear John or Jane letter. <laughs> Either one. <Yeah. laughs> like you had a great time with somebody, and you'd be like, "I got to write him a letter." No, I mean, like you know, we were in quarantine. I miss you. Couldn't see people, so I yeah, started yeah. writing letters. And it probably means so much more to get a letter. Of course, it does. People still write, write them. Write, like a, Michelle Obama will write you a personal letter or something like that. Yeah, like no, I always, when I first got in this business, every time I had an audition, I was going to handwrite a thank you note like to the casting director. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to read it. Your handwriting's a I know, but that, that's what I thought I was going to do, but I still never did. Because you read like Warren Buffett always sent a thank you note to everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some successful yeah, 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 person. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, Peyton Manning apparently sends personalized thank you notes yeah i want to oh I, that's so smart i should do that more often yeah, yeah. i want to do that but it just never happened. i would except that there's nobody to thank yeah do you nobody get, does shit I, for you anymore everybody's well, so selfish when does the last I, time you I got remember, excited about mail though <laughs> i remember <laughs> a, check comic, a yeah. comic told me every christmas they give club bookers a thank you note with 25 dollars spot pay 
And uh, I was like, oh, wow, that's like really nice. And then I was at a club when he gave it to the booker and the booker opened it up and the guy had left. And he goes, can you believe this guy? He gave me fucking 25 bucks for spot pay. No, thanks. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I one time, the, my, my story about that is one time I bought one of those giant popcorn tins and I walked in the stand up New York and I thanked the booker. I'm like, I don't know what to get you. So I got you. I figured I'd get you this, you know, and with a handwritten note, thank you very much. Right. Oh, God. He put the popcorn. I forgot something. I went back to get it. He put the popcorn tin on the bar, and every animal was eating it <laughs> off that bar. I was like, that's it. Oh, I'm never buying God. anybody anything anymore. It's so depressing because I remember having an agent always having to figure out, like, what to give the agent. It was torture. What to give to, the agent, It's yeah. so stupid. And it, uh, God. I still go through that stuff. Um, I, I go, I go, I go, okay, all right, I'm getting these people this. Well, Maybe I should give this person this. Ah, uh, you know this person this. Ah, uh, you know what I should this for. And I never know where to cut off. And I'm just end up giving everyone in my life fucking Amazon cards. I'm like, well, now I need to borrow money from them to pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be really. Yeah. I mean, you just give the people that really did something for you, um, or yeah. you really, you know, you like whatever. How about business cards? This is my last one for this topic. Business cards. Do you do you still get business cards, Neil? Well, I still do think about getting business cards. I have I've a never... couple in my pocket, but people just take a picture of it and give it back to me. I yeah. Like that. And then some people just, you tap your phone and you get their information on the phone, yeah. which I can't do that well, but that's a big thing to do. But no, I, I don't. That was such a huge business, yeah, yeah, yeah. a huge business. No. It was big. I got a new business card member out. What's that? American Psycho? Yeah, What's that was American the Psycho. greatest yeah. thing ever. I don't know. I don't, I guess I should have a business card, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't have a I, I mean, I still have my business cards, but I still have the stack when I bought it like eight years ago. People are like, that's you? Yep. Like, yep. You know, I like have business cards. I, I have business cards that I just ended up never using. One of my saddest business card stories was I, had, I was like so early into comedy. I should not have had business cards. I should not have even been talking to other people. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was hanging out with a bunch of comics and there was like – you know, whatever, a, a bigger comic hanging out with us. We got along real well, and we were talking like, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, you know, I got this, I got that. Oh, we should hang out. And I go, well, why don't you give me a call? And I gave them the business card, and I'll never forget the look <laughs> oh my God. of disgust they gave me. And it was, uh-huh. I We never talked again for, like, years. We're, like, buddies now, but I, like – deeply apologize to them like i am i that has stuck with me every day for the rest of my life because i am so sorry call. that's that initial excitement course, yeah oh yeah and then of course with my anxiety they were like oh yeah i totally forgot i was like okay well uh, i'm the american psycho <laughs> i mean it's so funny people uh, once in a blue moon people go do you have a business card yeah I don't... and then i'll pull it out well when yeah, you were just usually like, 80 I'm, yeah well, was anybody changing a card in la you were just in la for the commercial nobody like, asked me any, shit. no one no you don't one understand oh don't even get me started with that she's Can there I... are managers and agents everywhere and they're like do you have a, who's your manager i'm like i don't have one hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's I... my yeah can I can I tell you the the funniest business card story I've ever had? Because I did a bowling alley gig in Long Island, and afterwards this guy comes up <laughs> to me and the other comic, and he goes, "Listen, I love you guys. I don't usually do this, but I'm good buddies <laughs> with the head of NBC Universal. Uh, I would love to connect <laughs> you guys. I think you guys are great. Will you take my card?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, sure." So he gives us the card. He walks away, and it's like. Tom Daddario, window washer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this guy fucking washes the windows and he thinks he's friends. What's he going to do? Leave a fucking headshot on the window of the guy's office? Yeah, ridiculous. All right, let's move on. That was fun. All right, a last segment today. We're going to play a game called This, That, and the Other Thing. Desert Island Edition. Neil, okay. Desert Island. I like it already. All right. So, like, I'm going to give you a choice of one of two things. Which would you take? You could take one of my two, or you can go off the board. Okay. So, you're going to be stuck on a desert island, and you got to take snacks. What snack are you taking? Cookies, trail mix, crackers, or you can go off the board. Wow. I mean, do I go first? Yeah, go ahead. I? I'll let you go first. Neil's thinking. I, I mean, you're not it. taking crackers because you're going to get parched, yep. and then you're going to end up having to drink sea salt. So crackers aren't going to go. Uh, what's the other? Cookies, you're going to get dry as well. Yep. And then the other one's trail mix. Yeah. You yeah, can get trail mix that's kind of good for you in a way. So I think I would go with that. 
Yeah. You go in trail mix. My first thought was go healthy trail mix. And then my second thought was it could have seeds in it, which means you could grow something. Oh, that's true. The double trail mix. Whoa. A nice sunflower. <laughs> a sunflower plant off the Isle of Bermuda. Yeah. I th- I do think, though, that at some point I will want those cookies. <laughs> yeah, you might be dying, so you might die yeah, happy with a cookie. Exactly. What's your last wish, yeah. Lenny? You've been eaten by two snakes. Yeah. You know, like, just give me one of those Oreos. Well, what kind of cookies? I don't know. Whatever you want. Make it, make it your own. And if there's someone on the island then you could barter better with the cookie. That's true. Have you ever had an Oreo? Oh, my God. Oh. Who is this man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Could, it could save your life. I, mm. I, I bet you could get a lot from the Oonga Boonga Goonga tribe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, on the island you're on. I yeah. was too scared to say tribe. I thought it was, they, thanks for taking that. Well, after they take my pants, <laughs> you know, and they leave me yeah. with the loincloth, maybe the cookie will be the last thing. Before it's over, they're gonna go fast. Whatever, I'd be on a desert island, thirty-eight minutes. I'd be done with those cookies, you know. I, I know. Uh, I have no skills. I'd be like, if you guys don't have a postage meter, I think I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one, desert island. Do you take music or are you taking books? Wow. Mm. Now this is well, gonna be interesting. Yeah. What do you, can you play the music on though? I, well, I'm saying you. If I'll you let you have your. Music, yeah, but like then you record. can't probably charge it. Let's say you just have a a, a record player a plugged record. into what the palm tree. No, it just plays. Let's just say hypothetically, it plays. Would you? So you'd be able to just plays. You'd be able to access music or access books. Is what you're saying? Well, I don't think you have unlimited of most of it. I'm saying I'm. I'm you giving mean net, you. You don't have Netflix, is what you're saying. I'm. You, you don't have Netflix. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take the music. I think I'm going books because, like you said, eventually that music's gonna you can't you're gonna play that same hits all over. Again. You can play Journey's favorite well, hits wait, over you're again. Si- you're saying only one CD? Or well, I'm guessing music. Whatever's on your whatever's on your iPod or iPad or whatever it yeah. is, whatever you got on there, you're not taking Spotify. Like Apple Music, uh, I'm going Apple guess Music. What? <laughs> it out music and load it up with books on tape. Yeah. Oh, nice little twisty. I think it's more like a song or a book. You would one take a song book. or one book. Oh, now you've got it to one song. Oh, or I'm one. just saying what you would take. Then I'll take I the mean, book. I mean, drown yourself off the shoreline. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that if I was going with you guys, your song, and you could play it out loud, oh my God, it better be a good fucking song. Because if I don't like that song, you know, you're going to die. I mean, you'd, you'd go insane with just the same thing over yeah. and over. Yeah. I mean, we all experience that in quarantine one way or another. You yeah, know? that's basically what we're doing here. Desert. Well, Desert. how about just if you could Amazon Kindle with all the books you could have? Yeah. Or you take iMusic or iWhatever all right, with all enough. the music you could have. That's fair enough. But no, no, just music or books. You, you know what I'm going? The, the turn, then I'm taking. What are you book. taking? I'm take, I think I'm taking the books for pure entertainment. I'm taking the books. Yeah. Ian, what? Yeah, I mean, for pure entertainment, you know, but music's so important to me, but. If it's the only thing, you know, you need to feed your mind. So I'm just thinking I'm going to end up, I could eat the book. (laughs) Oh, you could. (laughs) I could eat the book. Or I could throw it in the fire. No, it's on the computer. Oh, it's on the computer. Yeah, yeah. I'm dead. I think if you're on a desert island and you're starving and and you're so parched for water, you're not going to be really be like, you know, I need to sit down and curl up with a good book. (laughs) That's true. But probably probably a nice sad song would help. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, sunblock or bug spray? Bug spray, easy. Really? Bug oh, God, spray. yeah. Bug spray. Yeah. Uh, you think you're going to get eaten up? Yeah. I mean, you got to go. Eight bugs, yeah. love a tan. <laughs> 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 all right, we'll go with that. I'm going to I got to go bug spray on that one, even though I hate bug spray. I really do. Every time you say this, I think of my favorite movie, Blue Lagoon. Remember, they, I went, never they went through these things. Oh, they, they need a bug spray? They they had that kind of I think they had a bug problem and they had they got I don't know, they had all those problems. Mm. Yeah, but Lenny, the buzzing and then the That's you know true. itching and the the insane swatting it's it, it'll drive someone mad. That's true. It'll drive someone mad. All right, I'm going bug spray. You guys convince me. All right, next one: raft or spear? Wow, raft. So you can go back to to homeland. Yeah, I don't know. We're we're in a deserted island. You can't see anything else. 
Um, spear. I mean, that's assuming there's spear. You're gonna try and catch something with you know. You got to use it to kill something. So I'm gonna go raft too for the hope. Raft, raft for the hope. Eventually, (laughs) you're just gonna fuck it. Even if it's just there, will give me some hope. Um, what are you going to do with the yeah, spear? I don't know. I'm going to figure out what I do with the spear. I'm yeah, going to need can't. something pointy to kill things coming at me or or fish. No? Oh, like you're going to... I see like when they fish, they Yeah, they the fish. Spear. They throw oh, the spear. The spear fishing. Yeah, but how I didn't are you going to cook that. it? I don't... That's not part of this equation right now. Again, on Blue Lagoon, they did learn the I can't believe you're with the giving spear. me the Blue Lagoon shit. Yeah. That's... They did. He well, you're going to need that. fire, clearly. I mean, that I didn't even got to that one. I mean, this island's actually setting up pretty nice for me. If I could, this is nice in my own life. If I have a book and a bug spray and a spear, <laughs> this does not. It's starting to sound really actually pretty pretty good place. Oh god, <laughs> there's no rent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's go. Um, let's go to the next one. All right. So now you you've talked to us both, Ian, and let's go around the room. And so now. I'll let Ian go first. Neil, Neil or, or Lanny. Lanny. That's oh. right. And then we'll um, we'll rotate. I could be a great workout partner, just so you know. <laughs> I need to lose weight. Neil, you're great. You know, you're fantastic. I wish you the best of luck, but nobody beats Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the I, right answer. I don't think that's way. the right answer. Yeah. I think I would take Neil. Neil's more... Um, You'd th- you'd send off Neil to get go get something. You think he was dead? He'll come back like three weeks later. Neil, you're not dead, but he'll be holding like a bear. How'd you get the bear? <laughs> Don't ask. Don't ask how you got the bear. Can uh, we backtrack a little bit? So also, I would annoy. I you. think you're a great actor, also, <laughs> and I just wanted to throw that in there. Because it's too late. He chose me, you piece you. of shit. I know, but I had not complimented his acting yet, and ah, so that I might see. therefore that, turn it, move me up the. You're up next, me or Ian. All right, I'm back to Neil. <laughs> well, if I'm on an island, yeah, you're deserted. Desert yeah, island. You're, I'm, I'm definitely going. You could Ian. get sex out of There's Ian more for, of a, clearly when you can't get out of me. You're too steady. Ian's yeah. going to give me more of a roller coaster ride, oh, and that's like what I'm looking for on the yeah. deserted island. Yep. We'll be working out, yep. smoking, then we'll be heavy, and then we'll be with guys and girls. It'll just be so much more fun. Okay, I, Ian, it's me and you, baby. That's for sure. It'll be way Ooh. more fun. I am no fun. But wait, I I'm think, in. <laughs> here's the thing. Ian's like, no thanks. <laughs> he said he's in. No, he didn't mean it. He meant that, it. That was sarcastic. I meant it. No. He meant it. All right, so now my turn. You or Ian. Now, Ian, you would be, I think Ian would be a lot of fun. And somehow I think he would luck into us getting off this island. When I know I'm gonna have to be the brains of this operation when I get to the island, but I gotta take Neil and I just know each other so well that maybe we would figure out how to get the fuck off. But um, wow, but I was yeah. gonna say, Lenny, with with your brains and my ability to run my mouth, you'd figure us how to get off the island. I'd negotiate. I how to, uh, I feel like you and I would be tied to a post at some point. You know what I mean? With the tribe around us. <laughs> Ian, tell them. <laughs> I don't care what you have to do. Me screaming at you. Ian. <laughs> uh, all right. And the last one, Ian. Um, um, you're on a deserted island. Who are you taking, man or a woman? Woman. Woman. There you go. Woman. There you go. Woman. You yep. taking Bethel? No, I'm going with a man. You taking a man? Someone stronger. <laughs> I can count on. <laughs> I'm going full man. We could do more damage. We could get stuff done. I know my wife would figure out a way to get off this island. But But, but you didn't say Gina. You just said a woman. So I said my wife. Oh, you added that. No, I said man or a woman. I'd have to take most ninety nine percent of the time, I take bros before hoes, right? Okay, well then I have to go back and say I'm taking Bethel, of course. I didn't know. Oh, you guys would die. You guys would die. Well, Lenny, would you really take your wife after you just said bros before hoes? I would say ninety nine percent. No, if I. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, I think if I knew, it's this would be how long I'm going to be on this island. If I'm going to be on the island for a year. I'd, I'd take her because I think she'd figure out a way to get off, right? But once I hit that wall, when I realized we're not getting off, give me the guy. I mean, this, the, I can't listen to my wife try and tell us where we all went, where all went wrong <laughs> for for 
I've been on a desert island with my wife here for the last year. Oh, that's right. You have been on your own. Island. That's right. I'm e- actually going with Brooke Shields. I changed my answer. And stick oh, with she's the very blue nice. Lagoon, I met her. The Blue Lagoon theme. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did. I you did worked with her, right? No, she was sitting across from me at the cellar one night. She's good friends with Lynn Coplitz. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, one day I'm sitting there and I'm just staring at Brooke Shields. Like the entire, I can't. You can't take your eyes off her either. It's like, holy shit, this is Brooke Shields. Yeah, so I'm taking so I'm trying her. not to look at her. And I'm trying to eat and not. It's, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. And then Lynn's just having a conversation where like, hey, Brooke. Mm. Like, I don't think Ian, I'm way old. Brooke and I are about the same age. So imagine I'm 18 and Brooke is 18. All those commercials that are on TV. I know, but she was so oh, famous. But God. she probably won't talk about Blue Lagoon. And that's all I'd want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be on the island with Brooke Shields annoying the shit out of her. Yeah. Look, I live this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what I live this. That sounds perfect. That's ridiculous. All right. Let's wrap it up. The way we end this show every week is one good thing or one bad thing of the week that has happened to you. Neil, start it off. It was a good thing, and then it turned to a bad thing. What happened? I made a mistake. I owned it. I got tested. I think oh, I'm clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went out to dinner at a restaurant. Yeah. But you're fully vaccinated. Vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. But you went with two guys. One, one guy was, was and two weren't. Yeah, because they're morons. The food tasted great. It just, I regretted it Yeah, for like three days after. You so should. Don't, don't go out to eat in a restaurant. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So, you have to, In two more months, the numbers will be so I low. I messed it up. I totally Luckily, you have that little test in your hand now, so you, you live. Up. I just went for it and then got over. I don't know what happened to me. I I lost it. I lost my composure and I apologize to the community, New York City and everybody. There you go. To my Ian, family. Ian, one good thing or one bad thing of the week? Um, I always try to focus on the good. Uh, in terms of vaccines, I kept getting to the end of the site and it was telling me there was like a post error and then finally i got scheduled last night april 10th i'm gonna get the first round of vaccine april 10th look at that and have you gone to a restaurant and eaten in the city um i have yeah i haven't eaten indoors in forever but um you know uh but you'll sit outside and eat no problems are, are you guys getting the vaccine i already got my first one yeah, and, and it, it was okay? Yeah, I, my arm was sore, and I felt a little weird the first, and about six hours later, but I woke up the next day fine. Just my arm was sore. So, I'm, I mean, I was good. No problems. The The next one is supposedly the one that's going to give me a shot for a day. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but I mean, it's. It, has anyone had like really, really adverse negative effects? I've read some people who go into anaphylactic shock, so you have to sit there for like 15 minutes to make sure, but most of them have like a condition where that that could happen to them. I don't. So I don't know of anybody other than I know people have had 24 hours of not a lot, not a good time, but, um, but they have all come out of it. Like, yeah, it's I'm more right. of a long-term mind control thing that we're all, <laughs> that's what you really have to <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, they injected the, uh, the chip, the big da- Bill Gates chip into the you. Chip, chip. Yeah, no, no, no. And you'll be fine, Ian, and you'll be fine. Um, wait, you're yeah. sounding like you don't, maybe don't want to get it. You got some hesitancy there. No, no, I, I do. It's just, you know, it's just all so hard to believe the past year that we've had of this incredible doom and gloom outlook and then now it just seems like what do you know things are going to be a-okay yeah i know know. it's a little weird i don't know if they're going to be a-okay they're not going to be a-okay but they'll be a-o we can get back to work you know that's a possibility right that's weird too it's like i've i've set up this schedule and routine where it's like okay you know i have the things I do every day and night, and then now it's like, no, nope, get back out there and work all night long again. Just when you start getting up in the morning and <laughs> a good night's sleep, there you go. But you can I'll, still I'll do that. It. Just limit your four o'clock in the morning with a towel. That's all. I know, I know that that is just, uh, dude. This past weekend on the road, I had to flat out be like, I love you. I'm going to bed. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's I couldn't. Nobody can hang with and, that. And and then you know what the sad of it is? I ended up staying up by myself anyway until four a.m. And it's like, well, you might as well just sat with company. There you, you go. Know? Yeah, that's a tough one. But at least you're with Dave. Is it fun going on a row with him? Uh, it is. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's it's a good. I like going on the road with anyone I get along with. I I, I don't think I've really. Been, I I actually know what I've. 
been on the road a couple of times as someone that it's very like, yep, all right, time to twiddle the thumb. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's it's better to now, – now that I'm going on the road and I have, you know, I'm like, uh, who am I going to bring? Yeah, have, there you I have, go. I have I have so but it's weird because, you know, I, I'm I don't want to like invite a friend and have it be insulting and be like, Do you wanna open for me? you know? So it's like I, I feel kinda weird. I you think know? you should ask anyway because, you know, look, they, they get in with the club, maybe they'll see them, they'll do a good job, they'll ask them to come back and, and you'll yeah. get to so you might not get it a couple times, but you, listen, that that's a game changer when you can bring somebody you wanna hang out with. Just might. Yeah, yeah, that's that, you're you're totally right about. All that. right, my one good thing. Um, well, I have a good thing and one bad thing of the week. My good thing is um, Neil. You know, Neil likes to make predictions. We call him, instead of Nostradamus, we call him Neil Stradamus. And uh, <laughs> Neil's supermarket sweep prediction we haven't heard yet for season two. It didn't come in, so that's my good thing of the week. Neil's wrong. No. Neil Stradamass is wrong yet again. It. I really it makes felt it. I had a vision. My bad thing of the week is Richie Tinkin. Uh, rest in peace, my friend. Um, he was the original oh, owner yeah. of the comic strip. Knew him a long time. And, um, you know, we had our ups and downs. But uh, for the most part, he kept the club running. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a great place for me to work out over these last 25 years. So, Rich... Um, I'm sure you're hanging up there with some of the great ones that you used to manage and work with. Um, rest in peace. Um, Ian, I'm sorry, Lenny. Yeah, what do you oh, gonna... can can I can I end it on a good note? Yes, go. Okay, uh, Lenny, um, you're gonna end up getting me some acting work, and then you and I will get to be together hanging out. So it's a win-win situation. I agree. I think that actually could happen at some point. I and I will have it in my head that I know who to get now. You know, cause well, look at that. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, with Neil and I love we the one thing we love when when we shoot stuff is um, you got to get a we're you have to get good people to work with. That's the key. Yeah. We, there's a million talented people, but if you can't get along with them on the sets and stuff like that, what a it's totally. a, a complete disaster. That's why we claim that when you see all these movies getting made, all especially comedies. They're like, oh man, this these same little characters pop up every now and then, or or the same, you know, the Will Ferrell movies, this the the same cast. They just put them in different spots, and you know why? Because they can work with them, you know. Yeah. They they can work with them, and they're they're Makes talented. Sense. Ian, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, we love having you on. You're a Neil, blast. Neil and Lenny, I can't thank you enough. I I really appreciate this, and and being on the phone was great. I I uh, are you guys in the same location? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. are today. Yeah, we we did oh, a lot okay. of this remotely for a while. And Neil, since he's vaccinated, and I'm I'm half vaccinated, we we went back so recently. I was gonna say the chemistry of you guys being on the phone, and it, there were no interruptions or anything. I was like, you guys are quite the duo, but you're in the same place, so I rescind my compliment. <laughs> so close. I knew I should have said so I was in close. Pennsylvania. Ah, oh, damn it! I'll take it. No, I, I had a blast. I can't thank you guys enough. This was really, really fun. Thank you. That was all right, Ian. Be well. We'll see you soon. Bye. I can't wait. Okay, guys, take care. All Bye, right. Neil. Bye, Lenny. Bye, Bye everybody. Four Corners Podcast was created, hosted, produced, and engineered by me, Lenny Marcus, executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. <laughs>